Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a couple of awesome stories, and our first one's from Goodman Gray PS4. When playing Jenga with electronics is not recommended. In my youth, approximately 20 years ago, I was the delivery driver for a furniture company. We delivered all sorts of things, appliances, electronics, and furniture. There's a misconception that if a delivery driver breaks something on accident, not what they're delivering, something that's already in the house, that the company they work for will replace it with something new. Therefore, people will tend to call and make up false reports or attempt to sabotage said drivers so that they catch the blame for something that's entirely not their doing. So let's step into the Wayback Machine and look in on someone trying to get something for nothing. My partner and I arrived at the location for a bedroom delivery. We knocked on the customer's door and made introductions. The cast is I, OP, CL for Crazy Lady, and WB for Work Buddy. After making introductions, we asked her to show us which bedroom the furniture was going in and asked her if she had any preference as to the layout. At first, everything seemed to be going smooth. She wasn't worried about how we set up the furniture as long as everything fit, which was good. Because in general with apartment complexes, there's only one really good way to put the furniture in. And work buddy and I had been delivering long enough that we could generally pick the best spot for each piece of furniture at a glance. We told her that we were going to be unboxing her furniture in the truck and that we would be bringing it in shortly. The first thing to note about this apartment is that there was not any other furniture. This isn't unusual, a lot of people start off slowly, but in the living room she did have one folding chair and three standard milk crates stacked vertically with a 19 inch box TV sitting on top of them. For those of you who don't know why this is a horrible idea, 20 years ago 19 inch televisions were bulky and although not particularly heavy, would be extremely top-heavy sitting on top of the three hollow milk crates. More about this in a minute. Work buddy and I started carrying the furniture from the truck into the apartment. Every time we walked by it, we gave the leaning tower of TV a wide berth. We didn't have a deep conversation about it, but before we started bringing the furniture in, we did speak about it briefly to make sure the other one was aware. As we came in with the last piece, the dresser, we mentioned to Crazy Lady that this was the last piece, and that we were going to start assembling her furniture. We made it down the hall and into the bedroom. As we were setting down the dresser, we heard a crash in the living room. Immediately following, we heard a string of cussing. We went back into the living room to make sure everything was okay, and I'll give you three guesses, but you'll only need one. The television was on the floor, laying on its side, and actually sparking. I quickly stepped up and unplugged the TV, and its life force fizzled out. She began to rant and rave about how we broke her television and the store owed her a new one. We tried to explain to Crazy Lady that we were in the bedroom when the television fell, that we weren't responsible, and when all of that failed, we told her that she should probably contact the store, that we can't promise her anything. Work buddy called the boss and explained the situation to him before she could, so when she called him, 
he would have our side of the story first. Work buddy and I went and put the bedroom set together as quickly as possible. We got crazy lady to sign for the delivery while she was still talking to our boss and we got out while getting was good. We got back to the store and met our boss in his office. Somehow crazy lady managed to convince him that despite the fact that we were in a different room and that she had the TV basically in a Joker style hero trap that it was our fault. And basically the boss said that it was our responsibility to replace the television. That we had to get her something equal to or better than what she had. Neither work buddy or I was happy with this but essentially we were over a barrel. I went home that night angry because I was getting ready to upgrade my own television and now I was going to have to spend money on replacing this crazy lady's TV. I went home, had a decent meal, went to my room and started to turn on my television when I had an epiphany. My hand had stopped just so I have the power button because I realized that I was staring at her television. Now I don't mean that it was just a television I was going to give her. I mean, it was the exact same RCA model and size as the TV that fell off the tower. It was quite literally the exact same television, people. And this is where the malicious compliance came in. The next morning, I brought my television with me to work. I put it in the back of the work truck and asked my boss if I could take work buddy to go pick out a TV and deliver it to her. I got the green light for that. We went to a pawn shop that I knew well and found myself a nice 36 inch flat screen TV. Not completely flat, like LCD, just an upgrade from the tube. Remember folks, we're still working with flip phones back then. Work buddy thought I was buying it for her and tried to argue that it was way too nice and that we were spending way too much money. I told him to just give me 20 bucks and not to worry about the price. He saw why when we opened up the back of the work truck and his grin was as big as mine. I did deliver that nice bigger TV to my house where I placed it where the other television had been. I spent the time driving explaining to him that I already had the television to replace hers at home and we both knew that she was going to be furious. But my boss did say equal to or better, you can't get more equal to than the exact same television. We delivered the television. When she answered the door, I set my TV next to hers on the ground. Work buddy already had his flip phone open with the camera engaged. I plug it in, show where it worked, and work buddy snapped a picture of it. Crazy lady immediately started going on a tirade about how she was supposed to get a new television. She told me that my boss had promised her a flat TV. Then I explained to her the fact that I was only responsible for giving her the equivalent of what she lost. When she realized she wasn't winning the argument and we were on our way out, She actually had the nerve to ask us to put it back up on the milk crates for her. We told her that if she wanted it up there, she can get it up there herself. Our responsibility to her was over. Work buddy and I loaded up into our box truck and rode into the sunset, never to darken her doorstep again. P.S. She did call the store and complain a day or so later, but I did explain to my boss exactly what happened. Apparently the idea to make us replace the TV was his boss's call and he didn't exactly agree with it either. But with the picture and the receipt which just said RCA TV, not the size or anything, that's why I love pawn shops. He also explained to her that we were only responsible for equal value. And in the end, I was only out the amount of money I could have gotten for that TV on trade, which I found out later wasn't much. Thank you all and good night.
Let me tell you though, back then, you were the bomb if you had that like 20 inch CRT with a DVD player and a VHS player in one. And if you want to take it one step further, you were a fancy dude if you had one with like the 5 disc switcher in the TV. You had a TV that could just do it all back then. Shoot, better go raid a blockbuster. For all you guys out there, what was your first form of movie media? Was it VHS? Was it already DVD? Blu-ray? Just straight to streaming? Or are you even more old school with like Betamax or Laserdisc? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our final story of the day is from JB Del Canto. You want me to charge you the real price? You got it, chief. Until February a few months ago, I used to work at this really old school gas station. What I mean by old school is that every task and chore in the station had to be done manually. And these three were essentially the most important ones. One, put gasoline in people's cars. This had to be done by me because the only way to start the pumps was to activate them with a magnetic chip. Also, as I said, nothing was automatic. So if someone wanted to put, let's say, $40 worth of gas, I had to check the pump constantly as it filled the car to make sure it wouldn't go over the desired amount. For reference, modern gas stations where I live let you pick the amount you want on the pumps, then automatically stop when it's been reached. Unrelated malicious compliance, some people would insist on putting the quantity of gas they wanted themselves, and I always told them, sure, whatever, but make sure to stop at the right amount, otherwise you'll have to pay for what you put in your car, even if it's more than you wanted. 
Spoiler alert, they almost never stopped on time, and would always get upset at me for not stopping it before. My answer would always be A, you can either pay, and we're all happy because I told you to check what you were doing, or B, you leave without paying, but in exchange I call the police on you for gas theft. Let's say that 95% of the time they'd choose option A. 2. Changing the gas prices As I said previously, the pumps were quite old, probably dating from the 80s, and that meant changing the digits for the price on the pumps one at a time. If the price was 131.9 and I needed it to be at 129.7, I'd have to put it to 131.7 first, then 139.7, and then finally to 129.7. One pump at a time. I had to do this for six pumps. So overall, you could say that these pumps were quite crappy to work with. That was the first part of this task. The second one was changing it on the sign. To do so, I'd have to take this little machine, plug it in the sign, then repeat the same steps I did on the pumps. Note that this was all done outside, which can be quite the pain in the butt when it's in negative 40 degrees Celsius. Yay Canadian weather! 3. Calculating how much gas was sold between the price changes. As you've probably guessed by now, this was done manually too. To make this short, this was also super annoying to do because I had to calculate the amount of liters sold with a calculator, but I also had to make sure the cash register balanced while serving a ton of customers. This was done at least two times a night, and sometimes it could be as much as four. So we had to make sure the register balanced from the previous price changes every time, or we could not keep track of how much gas was sold. Now the story, it happened around three years ago on a really busy night when I was in the middle of rush hour. One of my superiors had called me to tell me to change the price from $1.309 per liter to $1.259 a liter. Okay, cool, this isn't a problem. I always do this kind of stuff during rush hour. So in between customers, I change the price on each pumps. But since the machine for the sign is still inside the station, I don't have the time to go just yet and leave the sign at $1.309 per liter. Note that the pumps are now at $1.259, so customers are actually paying less than what the sign says. This is one of the few tips our manager gave us and encouraged us to do. If the price was going down, we would always change the pump's price first, then the sign. And if the price was going up, we would do the opposite. This way, it would look like as if we were undercharging the customers, because the sign was always at a higher price than the pumps. The reason we did this was to avoid rush hour becoming even worse than it already was. If the customers saw the price and the sign go down, they would rush to the station even more, and that would leave me no time to balance the register, which had to be done right away anytime there was a price change. I know this may not be the best practice, but it helped us a lot because we always worked alone. Although we shouldn't have been, my manager's boss was a cheapskate and wouldn't let him hire more employees. So now that the price has been changed, I keep on doing my thing and try to balance the register as fast as I can so I can put the right price on the sign. Everything's going fine, and then at some point I get this one guy. I put the amount he asks for in his car, it was something like $40, and give him his receipt. And that's when he starts complaining and yelling at me. He says that the price on the receipt, $1.259, so actual price, doesn't match the sign. So I proceed to explain to him that I changed the price on the pumps first, and that if he looks at them, he'll see that the price on the receipt matches them. All should be good now, right? Nope. 
Now he tells me that I'm trying to steal from him and that I changed the price on the pumps after I gave him the receipt. I tell him that's not possible as I'm in the middle of a rush and the pump's price has to be changed manually one by one. He doesn't want to hear it and keeps yelling that I'm overcharging him for gas. Cue the malicious compliance. So I tell him, alright sir, you think I'm trying to steal from you? Then come inside and have a look at the security cameras. I'm telling you there's literally no way I'd have the time to change the price. He still doesn't want to. Now he wants to leave without paying because I'm not charging him the right price, and yells even more than before. I say, okay, cool, I'll charge you the right amount then. So I go get my calculator and start calculating, the real price being $1.259 per liter. I check how many liters that is by doing 40 divided by 1.259, which amounts to be around 31.77 liters. I'm right next to the pump with him, and I tell him, look, even the numbers on the pump match in the hope that he'll see I'm not stealing from him. Like modern pumps, you can see the amount of cash you're paying and the amount of gas that's going into your car while you fill it. Nope, still doesn't want to hear it. All right then, here goes. 31.77 liters times $1.309 per liter. Sir, you owe me $41.58, not $40. That's when he gets really mad and gets in his car ready to leave. So I gently tell him, Sir, you're gonna have to pay or I'm calling the police. The look on his face just changed from angry to defeated in half a second. Dude ended up paying $41.58, told me he'd make a complaint to my manager and that he would never come back to the gas station because we were thieves. Joke's on him. I knew my manager would side with me and dismiss the complaint. By the way, I worked there for five years and this was the first and only time a client ever complained about the price being lower than shown on the sign. Most of them would just avoid telling me so I wouldn't charge them the price displayed on the sign. Can we all agree that this dude is a moron? This wasn't even somebody with like heartfelt strong morals that felt like they were taking advantage of the poor gas station. This was somebody that just couldn't understand that they were paying less than the sticker amount. Take the gas and run as far as you're concerned. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear another compliance story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.